Well, welcome everyone. Episode two of The More You Nova. I'm Jacob Swin from Nova Labs. I'm here with my co-host, the uh, Iceman to my Maverick, Mark Phillips. Um, and Wait a minute. You, <laughs> you, you don't like that one, Mark? Carry on. Very, all right, no, I'll, all right. take it. I'll take I it. I told you, Jeff, we joke around probably too much on here. But um, <laughs> we're here with Jeff Shirley from River City Innovations to talk about some really cool deployments um, their company is doing on the Helium Network. But to get started, Mark, don't you have a special message for us, I think, for the audience? I do, I do. Uh, the lawyers have told us that we need to say, quote, none of the following discussions should be considered financial investing or legal advice. So I just have to get that disclaimer out there. All right. Um, yeah, thanks for kicking us off here, Jacob. Perfect. Nice to be with you both, Jacob and Mark. My pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Thanks for being on with us, Jeff. Uh, I guess let's just jump right into it. Can you give us a quick kind of overview and history of River City and then, well, you know, your role there. Absolutely. I, I'm uh, the CEO and founder here. So we've been in business since 2018, five years, and we develop sensors and software for um, our clients using IoT. So our typical product is a temperature sensor or a GPS tracker which then solves a business problem at our clients. In the case of our temperature sensor, it's usually uh, temperature monitoring for groceries or pharmacy. And we reduce the food loss through automated uh, IoT solutions using our tech. Gotcha. And what about your role at the company? Well, as, as CEO, my go. role is work 16 hour days, seven days a week, <laughs> smile and have fun doing it. But uh, uh, really it, it's, it, it encompasses around just overseeing the operations of the business, the financial uh, development of our company in the marketplace worldwide and hiring the right team, putting the pieces of the Legos together and building an awesome um, solution provider for the marketplace. So we have a chief technology officer, chief operations officer. We have some other executives in the team that complement me. And my role is to just kind of steer the ship the right way and try not to torpedo myself, <laughs> stay out of trouble and keep busy and make money doing it. So yeah, keep man. everybody happy that way. All right, all right. Um, and Mark, you jump in here anytime. I have some questions laid out, but please feel free to interrupt if you have anything. I've, yeah, let me let me interrupt you. For, okay, um, <laughs> perfect. So, Jeff, sorry if you said this in your intro, but how long have you been at it doing? doing well, my stuff? career in tech is actually over 30 years. Uh, I can go back to Lantastic Network days and Windows for Workgroups 3.1, but um, I've been at this uh, company here for five years. I founded it in 2018. This was actually a spin-off from another tech company I owned that was doing software development and managed IT services in Canada. So I ended up having both. In 2022, I sold the first company. Uh, this company's gotten too big, so all of my time is now fully invested into River City Innovations and IoT Solutions. Nice. This is like a lifelong sort of entrepreneur grinder. That's fantastic. Yeah, um, passionate serial entrepreneur. Absolutely. Love it. Love building things and occasionally break them and reassemble them and make them work again anyways. <laughs> uh, so 2018 is, is the River City era. That's where it starts, right? So has it, yeah. was it Laura-based solutions on day one when you guys came? No. Out? No, it wasn't. Our very first products were cellular. They were 3G. Okay. And back in the day in our region in Canada, that's the, that was a network choice that you chose as a cellular um, victim in this neighborhood is <laughs> 3G. Mm -hmm. But then 4G came out, 5G came out, we went with 4G. We still have some 4G and LTE uh, devices out there. Uh, in the last 
three years, we pivoted hard into LoRa to reduce mm -hmm. the cost, extend the battery length, and uh, really follow the lead of the European market where it was very common. It was not as common in North America. So today in Canada and the United States, we do have multiple LoRa devices uh, around the countries. And uh, we believe that that's a budding uh, opening here in the North American marketplace for wide area network connectivity. Yeah, I mean, that's 2018. So that's about a year before the community launch a Helium network, right? So August or July or August of right. 2019. Right, yes, um, yes. Yeah, and so when, when Nova started, this is pre-Jacob's time, uh, but when Nova was founded back in 2013, uh, which was shortly, actually shortly before, um, I joined the company, we, and we were called uh, Helium Systems uh, at the time. Uh, we were building outdoor public IoT networks using, you know, like any radio we could get our hands on. Uh, we went through pretty much everything, eventually settled on Zigbee for a while. I'm sure you toiled with Zigbee. Familiar with it, yes. And then um, right around the time when you guys started picking up Laura, we, we looked at it and said, well, this is, this is kind of interesting. Like, maybe we should, we should give this uh, uh, some of our attention. And I remember the discussions internally were around... Um, we were more concerned around the, the proprietary nature of the protocol. Right at the time, uh, Semtech was keeping a lot of things very closely guarded. And to their credit, they've opened it up a lot more. Uh, but that, that gave us pause. Uh, but interesting that, that we both came around to it around the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Um, so, so one more question, and I'll, th I'll throw it back to you, uh, Jacob. Okay. Um, on the lower front, the... Uh, uh, I guess since starting in 2018, would you say deploying solutions using LoRa has gotten easier? If so, how? Um, and I guess second question related to that, can you talk a bit about the ease around the hardware versus the network connectivity side inside of LoRa? Hmm. So in the early days, the, the solution deployment was quite complex. It was hard to configure the devices to work. The devices came from different manufacturers. We didn't make our own. We used third-party devices. And then the LoRa network we were connecting to was usually somebody else's LoRa network, not our own. Mm -hmm. In the latter days, we make our own devices. We run our own LoRa network. We have our own servers hosted up in the cloud. And ours is highly stable, very, very stable, uh, very redundant, very scalable. And because we make our own devices, we don't run into the bottlenecks trying to, you know, work with the vendors to uh, uh, activate them on our network. So today the process is easy, simple, quick. Literally a client holds a magnet to a sensor and touches it and it activates and it's on the network. Um, and we've gone so far now as to make hybrid devices which can auto roam between LoRa and satellite. So we have that uh, in our toolbox, which not too many people have. But yeah, looking back, there was a lot of poke myself in the eye with a pen days. <laughs> and why is the documentation from these LoRa network providers wrong? We will update it and tell their engineers what's wrong for them. And it really made us uh, a LoRa expert here in Canada. And hence our company mission is to be a world-class leader in IoT solutions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you mentioned Zigbee. There's a couple of other ones out there as well. We have chosen very specifically LoRa. And obviously, to scale out now some of our projects where it makes sense, the Helium network has been our preferred choice. It's been great to work with. The support's been great. Their team of people's been phenomenal. And there's a, a worldwide uh, 
Helium network coverage platform ready to go. I don't need to add more gateways to it for the right scenario, the right solution. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, that kind of leads straight into the next question and answers a little bit of it. But, you know, we're talking about, you know, IoT solutions and deployments and things that you guys are doing now. How did you initially land on Helium? How did you, you know, find out about it? Did you, was it straight to Helium or are you doing other tech first and then found out about no. Helium? What, what was the thing yeah. there? Yeah, your, your audience is going to like this uh, answer. Like every other IT nerd, we were into crypto at one point and wondering how can we leverage crypto for potentially data validate, data validation, um, storing thing on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. And Helium Network was in our window of knowledge. Um, so as a LoRa network operator, we were quite excited to see that Helium Crypto was based on LoRa network connectivity underneath. And we saw a massive uptake in the marketplace for um, Helium crypto miners, which were LoRa gateways. And we followed that. In fact, my CTO, I know he runs a few um, hotspots for the Helium network. And we were more interested in, can we be innovative? Hence, River City Innovations. Can we be innovative and possibly use this beyond a crypto mining point of view, can this be a business solution for our clients that eliminates us having to sell them a gateway, which is an additional cost to the solution? It was more of a, can we reduce their OPEX, reduce the cost to the client and improve our business viability? And we could. It was a success. Uh, it did not take long. We reached out. The Helium Network support worked with us to integrate our technology into their platform. And today we do provision devices on the Helium Network successfully, easily, quickly, and I don't have to figure out how to get coverage out there for them. We just we pick and choose who the clients are for this, but yes, that is what we do. And that's how we got into it. Crypto, where I have made no money and I own no coins today still. <laughs> but I do what I do well, and it's not crypto mining. There you go. <laughs> you know your strengths, right? Yeah. That's right. you got to be careful there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mark, you have any follow-ups to that, or should we get into this uh, pretty exciting news that Jeff and his team launched? Uh... I, I guess um, one follow-up comment is that uh, more and more we're actually seeing um, the deployments that look like yours, Jeff, where it's um, less about the crypto incentive and more about the use case. Yeah. And the you know the token the token incentive is is a nice thing that sort of rides alongside it, and 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 uh, you know people do um, take that token and use it as the, the utility, right? They, they pay for data credits, which, which is exactly right. what it's intended for. But, you know, as I said, more and more what we see are people that have a core set of use cases that are solving a customer problem, and the network exists. And sometimes they deploy a few more hotspots um, if they need to, to sort of add coverage in building or maybe in a rural area where it doesn't exist already. But, uh, yeah, just it's good to hear you confirming the trend. We're very excited about it. Yeah, we, this is not our first Helium deployment. We actually built a bicycle pet tracker, GPS tracker, which is also currently out there in the marketplace provisioned on the Helium network as well. So this is a new one. This is a much larger deployment for us uh, that we're going to talk about mm -hmm. today. But yeah. it's been a, a great um, business solution provider uh, network layer for us with our devices in the IoT marketplace. Awesome. Let's talk about that. <clears throat> yeah. So, Jeff, this news just came out. I think it went live this week, right? Is that correct? Yes, uh, we announced it on Twitter a few days ago and we're, there'll be a formal news release going out in the next week or two. All right, I mean, yeah, let's just 
cover that a little bit. So, you know, talk to me about the deployment itself. Like, where are you deploying solutions? Um, yeah, and I'll follow up with a few things, but just start with sure. the overview. Yeah, happy to do this. So something we're very proud about is our, our, our latest launch here. We have a temperature monitoring sensor that we manufacture right here in Canada. And our clients on this exist, Canada, USA, Spain, France. And we have um, launched a grocery store chain, a convenience store chain in Canada, USA. The company's called INS Market. So they have um, put all of their stores, there's over 100 already launching, to use the, our temperature monitoring solution to reduce food loss, help the environment through sustainability that way, make the compliance of the food quality better, uh, ensure that customers at INS Market are buying a product which has high quality and uh, has not been stored at improper temperatures. It'll make you sick when you're out there shopping. And uh, we're actually actively deploying them as we speak. So there's over 100 stores already going, another 100 queued up for 2024. Um, nice. And we chose the Helium Network as our support network underneath this for our temperature monitoring because their stores, the locations of them, align very, very closely with the Helium network coverage. So in this case, our customer, INS Market, did not have to go drop you know, another chunk of money for every location for a LoRa gateway. We decided to use the LoRa network that exists uh, under Helium network. And uh, I mean, it's a new venture for us. Both of us are excited. Um, the CEO over at INS Market and myself are very proud to have inked this deal between the two of us. And like I said, the sensors started actually deploying last week. So they're on their way out and already starting to go active in the stores. Awesome. So I you think said, I saw a picture. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, so I, I saw the I saw same one, I think, on Twitter. lined up. <laughs> that looked pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I actually just tweeted that out a couple days ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every single one of those boxes is going to a store somewhere in Canada or USA. And it's going to make the uh, food quality better and introduce compliance data that's digitized, ready to go. Uh, reduce food loss, improve sustainability, good for the environment when you're taking food back into the marketplace and not throwing it out. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a business problem that they have today with food loss and food quality. Yeah. And the traditional way people do this with a clipboard walking around, writing the temperatures down three, four times a day, we automate it painlessly. And we automate it 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And our solution is battery powered and because we're masters at managing our devices, we build our own. We actually have a 10 year battery life on these. Oh wow. So the customer comes in, uh, one fixed fee per year, and they get all the hardware activated, ready to go on the Helium network and reduce their food claims. No more insurance claims to do with uh, coolers that fail at two in the morning due to windstorms or lightning storms or in maybe Eastern Canada, it's power outages down in the States lately, it's tornadoes all the time. Yeah. We'll tell you if those sandwiches are still good to eat or not. That's awesome. Uh, so I'm, I'm laughing because so um, uh, in our journey here at Nova, previously Helium Systems, um, we tried this solution about seven years ago. It was called um, Helium Pulse. If you Google around for Helium Pulse, you'll find some interesting looking dashboards that our designer, Pete, <laughs> who Swinward knows, uh, built and they were glorious. And, and I spent, me personally, uh, I spent a lot of time deploying temperature sensors and humidity sensors inside of coolers. Aha. Uh, and and we actually signed a couple of customers. The problem that we ran into, well, two of the problems. One is that we were always more interested in building a, a horizontal platform than a vertical solution. 
uh, and two was that uh, the network <laughs> coverage didn't exist. We were always yep. trying to convince uh, restaurant chains to buy, you know, gateways and extend the coverage, and they just didn't want to do it. Uh, yeah, that pleases me very much that you guys have figured this out. It's, it's, well, and that you, you hit it right there on the head, Mark. Um, the restaurant market is a market we do service. Uh, we have a partner in Canada that will have the software side of it. That's a true restaurant management software. And we have the cold chain monitoring side that can go in their walk-in freezer, the walk-in cooler, the, the prep table, and we monitor it all. So now that restaurant, you know, everybody says, hey, well, hey, we got this. Our staff are doing it. They're walking around, writing down the temperatures. Yeah, but you know what? That's 20 or 30 minutes a day gone when they could be doing something else. Um, what if they don't have time? They go over the clipboard, they put check marks, or they fudge the data and fake it from yesterday. What if somebody gets sick and you need digital proof that that was the temperature? We got it. We got you covered. Mm -hmm. And our cost point, we've got the price down so low because we make our own sensors and we're leveraging the Helium network for this. We've made it viable from a financial point of view. So it's a very, very quick ROI. Very quick. Uh, we're really proud of how we've found the, the ability to leverage Helium network for this with our tech today. Nice. Jeff, you mentioned 100 stores, I think, right now. Um, yeah. Do you have a number of sensors? Is it like one sensor per store? Are there multiple sensors in the stores? I mean, you just ballpark maybe if you don't have Yeah, they, they vary. So without giving away specific numbers, yeah. a small store can be five sensors, maybe even mm -hmm. three, all right? Uh, if it's a pharmacy, because we do pharmacies as well, oh, they okay. can be one. You'd be surprised you can have a pharmacy with $80,000 of drugs in a fridge and it's a $300 fridge from your local <laughs> department store. I've seen those fridges. I see them yeah, so we, you know, the, know, today they use a, a USB stick, it's a data logger, and somebody manually collects the data and manually uploads it and then checks it for problems and goes, oh, shoot, there was a problem three nights ago and we forgot to catch it and then we have to throw out the drugs. In our yeah, case, we alert automatically. One of our kids was not able to get a vaccine some some number of years ago because the the freezer was on the fritz. Right. And to basically say we're we're out of it for the next couple of weeks. You know? We have multiple case scenarios where we've prevented that loss. The pharmacist gets the text message in the evening, and they go down and they uh, legally move their contents of the fridge to another pharmacy fridge under their control. There's processes and rules to it, but they avert the loss, and, and then they also avert the insurance claim if they're going to do a claim at all. Depends on the deductible. Right. So yeah, you know, the restaurant, the pharmacy side, all of that, uh, it goes. We're uh, even uh, out into commercial properties for temperature monitoring and vacant properties and rental units for water pipes freezing in our lovely Arctic uh, weather up here in North America. Hmm. Or water leaks when pipes break down in the other areas, we can prevent that with our sensors on the same helium network. So, you know, a bread and butter though is cold chain monitoring. There's always other use cases that we can find. The cold chain monitoring we're really proud of because of the sustainability impact, the, uh, the positive impact for customers, the grocery stores, putting food back on the shelf and reducing food mm -hmm. waste. And I think today, a lot of people, it's not just about solving a problem. It's also about the value add, the environmental impact, the, you know, our goal is to be a B Corp certified company shortly. So oh, nice. we're doing our part towards the environment. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think we, we love to hear about this stuff, you know, people creating successful businesses and things like that on the network, but also, like you said, that value add, you know, like making, helping the planet, I guess, you know, if, if I'm getting romantic about it there, but, you know, making the world a better place through these, through these solutions. So that's absolutely, awesome. absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. So you, is there any, do you have any other follow-up questions, Mark, for this specific <coughs> announcement? I know, I, had, I mean, that's, I one... that's a very cool one. 
Yeah, I have one. Um, so uh, you've got this, this deployment happening with INS. Um, can you briefly talk, and I'm asking this question sort of for my own edification, but more so for the people who are listening, who I think, quite frankly, are in a similar situation to you and your colleagues, Jeff, where they've got um, uh, a solution that they're actually selling into the market on top of the helium coverage that maybe they've built or that's in their area. Can you talk people through the, the pilot process? Like, so you, you knew the CEO of INS, um, or maybe you got a, one of your sales people or yourself was hungry enough to sort of get a meeting with those guys and said, yes, like we need to monitor temperature. Like, can you give us a quick one or two minute synopsis of, okay, we got in there, there's a sensor, we did this, there's a dashboard and off you go. Like, how, how did it go from sort of conversation to close? So our, our pilots have been rock solid uh, this is not our first sensors we put on Helium Network. Like mm -hmm. I mentioned, we have a bicycle tracker, pet tracker, GPS trackers mm -hmm. that also go in the Helium Network. Uh, our first stage was actually establishing the relationship with the Helium Network team because we have to integrate our data coming out through that network into our dashboard and our software, right? That was done and it was relatively quick and painless. Uh, very easy if you've got an engineer and a couple of computer guys in your team, a developer, it's a few weeks and done and ready to go. With the clients, we still find today that our clients don't speak tech. They're grocery mm -hmm. store, different industries, their pharmacy, restaurant, they speak their language, not tech. So us going in and saying, we're gonna use the Helium network is, you know, pun intended, cryptography to them, it's crypto, sure. they don't get it. Yeah. The, uh, but when we say, look, this is like Wi-Fi, kind of, but you don't need a Wi-Fi access point, you don't need to buy the hardware, there's no passwords for you to set, the battery's gonna be 10 years instead of three months from a product you buy online uh, from somewhere else on an e-commerce site. And at the end of the day, there's multiple coverage points in the urban areas where you are because of the way it was this uh, crowdsourced network deployment. So when we explain it that way, what we do for a pilot is we say, we'll, we'll send out a few sensors, we'll, we'll run a couple sites for you, we'll try it for free, demonstrate it works. You like our tech, we'll put the contract together and deploy it. And what we as a company, you know, we, we vet it first, we don't guarantee this in all cases. Once we've vetted where your sites are, and then we look at a Helium Explorer on the Helium Network Explorer site, and we say, okay, it looks like we're gonna have 80, 90% coverage for sure. What we do is we validate that we're prepared to do a business deal with you where your solution's launched on Helium Network, and where there's holes of coverage, because that can still happen, we'll sure. backfill it with our LoRa gateways and network. We guarantee that. So this is a way of ensuring that the customer is happy, that the coverage is complete, but I can tell you that right now we're finding the Helium network coverage is global, is actually very comprehensive. Mm -hmm. There are certain industries where the temperature data is time sensitive that we cannot miss a packet of data. And in that case, we'll have a heart to heart with the client about, you know, how much uh, comfort level do you have with uh, a public network versus a private one we deploy. Ours is more money, gonna cost you more money up front, more money for the hardware but you have a service level agreement and you have you know, a B2B enterprise solution. The Helium network in these types of scenarios, there are, there are scenarios where we won't use it. I can't say it's because we don't like it. We do like it. It's because the client has a higher need for a service level agreement or some sort of quality of service agreement. Sure. And in that case, we go to a private network for it. But Helium for us has been awesome. The, the network's been awesome. The connectivity's been awesome. The people that work have been awesome. 
and uh, we're quite pleased with the INS market choice to do this. I expect a very solid level of success over the next uh, few years as we deploy our sensors on the Helium network and collect that temperature data for their stores and their food. Excellent. Thank you for the rundown. Yeah. Jeff, you've mentioned a couple times about like the global coverage, not only in North America. You guys are a Canadian yeah. company. Um, you know, outside of this INS deployment, do you have um, solutions and deployments you know, outside of North America at all? Yes, we do. Uh, on both Helium and our own private LoRa network. So the Helium network, we're, we've got some stuff in Colombia, some stuff in the United States. We've got some stuff in Spain. Um, on our private network, we are very heavy Canada and Spain. And we do have uh, multiple sites going in the United States now. Or that's a relatively new market for us that we're entering. And we have partners in France where uh, we're ready to go there. Our software solution is fully trilingual, available in English, French, and Spanish. And this is where the CEO, myself, I get a little bit of fun. I get to travel to like Canary Islands and Barcelona, Madrid, Paris, uh, the Mediterranean Sea along the, the French Riviera to going to major partners and major client sites to deploy the sensors, meet with them and uh, get things set up and running. So yeah. you learn a little bit of language and you get a bit of sunburn along the way as a nice blonde uh, Canadian guy who never sees sunlight, say, right? Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably a nice, a nice change from the... It is. I, yeah, I try to time the business trips between November and February. It works out quite well. <laughs> Happy client is always the primary goal, of course. But yeah. we try to have fun while we're doing this and uh, there's always opportunity for that. Yeah. Um, all right. I know you kind of, we were on a call yesterday and you kind of teased a couple other things in, in the pipeline for you guys. Kind of, I know you can't mention names, but, um, what does the future look like for, you know, River City and the Helium Network? Uh, some things you can kind of tease a little bit. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, I'll give you three. All right. I'll all give right. you three here. All right. So, so no, no company names involved. Yeah. Uh, we have a product officially launching in December. 2023. The product is done. This isn't vaporware. I'm not, you know, promising something I don't have. <laughs> this is done. We are waiting for the satellites to launch from our partner in France. The partner is Kineas. They are a French satellite operator. So they have some uh, low earth orbiting IoT satellites launching. And we've built a device which is hybrid satellite and LoRa with Helium Network. Interesting. So if you have a product where you're like, well, I'm in the city, I've got all my assets I want to do GPS tracking on in the city, but occasionally those assets, maybe it's construction equipment, hit, hit across the ocean on containers or ships, or maybe they go up into the Arctic somewhere where there's no, no coverage. Our device will give you LoRa coverage nice and cheap like we can on the Helium network while you're there. And the minute you leave it, it auto roams to satellite. When you revert back, it auto roams back to LoRa on the Helium network. So we've built that. It is available for, you know, you could contact us to get your quotes and pre-order them. Our product is done. Our bottleneck is the, the launch of the rockets with the satellites on them, which is in December, January, 2023, 2024. Gotcha. So you guys okay, so paid for satellites? Or you're, just, you're using some satellites at this company? Kineas? We are partnered. Uh, we are a value-added reseller contractor with uh, Kineas. We partnered with them over two years ago to have early access to the prototype satellites and build our sensors to work with those satellites. Now they're launching another 25 to give global coverage with polar orbiting, polar orbiting low earth orbiting satellites. 
So think massive construction equipment companies with hundreds yeah. of thousands of pieces of equipment. Where is it? Mm -hmm. Where did you leave those bins? Where are those bobcats or those skid steers? We can tell you that at a fraction of the cost of conventional tracking today. Um, so that's the first one. The second one, we will have a new product in about a year. This is under development for tracking shopping carts. Oh. If you live in Canada, you're used to seeing those shopping carts piled up in snowbanks six blocks from the store <laughs> or down in the parks as you being used as a storage for recycling or other things. Yeah, um, That's been a problem. And now in the United States, there's actually some municipalities, especially Western uh, United States, they will penalize grocery stores a thousand bucks every time they find one of, your, one of their carts off the lot. Right? It's a risk yeah. to the public. It's a, it's trash on the public streets. It, so we have that solution under development. Uh, it will be done and ready. And then I, I guess the third one, uh, we always have a few tricks up our sleeve, but there's um, some major uh, grocery stores coming online here in the next uh, couple of months in both Spain and United States and Canada, all three countries. So uh, those ones I can't share more than that. I'll just state well underway. We're past the point of approvals. It's into um, scheduling and deployment planning. So that's uh, we'll circle. We'll circle back when the time's right for that. Yeah, and you know they're they're aware <laughs> that helium's a, an option. Our solutions are deployed <laughs> on Laura. It will be up to those clients to choose. Uh, do they want the helium network or do they want our private network? And we always come back to where's the store. What's the coverage like? Uh, we can do some pilots and test what the Helium Network coverage is like based on Helium Explorer and just validate that it's going to be stable and go from there. And we work with our clients on that. So if we can reduce their me, OPEX cost, putting these solutions in by using Helium Network, we're happy to do it. Works for us. It's a win for us, win me, for the customer. So would you ever or have you considered deploying a Helium Network gateway on site versus one of your private gateways? Uh, yes, and we have. Yeah, uh, my that, CTO, yeah. my CTO, I believe, has multiple gateways under his control. Uh, mm -hmm. So we do have that capability, and that is something we could do if we were able to acquire the Helium gateway for that network provisioning hotspot. Got it. And then I guess one last question. I lied about the previous <laughs> last question. Um, does So when your customer chooses to deploy your private network capabilities, do they own the infrastructure, or do you guys own it and just lease it to them as part of the deal? Uh, every customer we have owns their infrastructure. So we give them multiple options for gateways. We can do Ethernet gateways or cellular gateways. We can even do a satellite mm -hmm. gateway. Um, the sensors are purchased from us. We will include them in a contract. Sometimes customers like a restaurant don't want to invest capital into the hardware. It's cost prohibitive. If they sign a one-year agreement with us, We'll do a flat monthly fee and includes all the hardware ready to go. And that monthly fee can yep. drop if we provision on Helium Network. So, uh, yeah, it's we're flexible there. We work with our clients and they can decide if they want to treat it as an OPEX or a CAPEX. We work with their accounting teams and their budget teams to ensure it's a good fit for their business model. Got it. All right. That's it for me. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Love the questions. These are, these are great questions I actually have answers to. They're not super technical about frequencies and things, so I'm super happy about that. We can try some of those. You want to talk oh, about yeah. that? Please don't. He can ask them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can ask yeah. and I'll go, uh, that's a question for my engineer because they get mad at me when We've I give wrong answers. Two sensors on data rate seven and six sensors on data rate nine, 14 miles away from a gateway. What did you want to do? Yeah. We won't do that today. Okay, awesome. Um, Jeff, I guess one last one for you before we get into 
you know, our little game show part of this podcast here. How can people get in touch with you? You mentioned, you know, um, if they want to do like pricing or something you had talked about before, what's the best way to reach out and learn more? Absolutely. So start simply at our website, www.rivercityinnovations with an S on the end.ca. It's available in French, English, Spanish. There's multiple pages on there for grocery, pharmacy, property monitoring, different verticals. And it will lead you to the contacts for our different regions we operate in, including Canada, USA, and Spain. You can follow me on Twitter, at J.H. Shirley. Um, I'm on Twitter, and I love tweeting all sorts of random stuff and pictures of my dogs at the farm and everything. But it's mostly business, and it's mostly IoT talk. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook, which we update about once every full moon. Uh, <laughs> it's there because it's somebody said it should be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or maybe if I've had too too many drinks at the bar, it gets an update and then we have to delete it. That'll happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're out there. We're in the social media. Uh, give us a shout. We do have Spanish and French and English speaking employees available uh, both in Spain and in Canada. Uh, and we have people in the United States as well. So, Perfect. Cool. All right. All right. Well, we have one more little part of this podcast, Jeff. Like I said, I've been waiting the, for it. This is the fun segment. Um, <laughs> okay. It's called the uh, Swinword of the Day. Um, All right. But before Does we get to that. Does he know why it's called Swinword? He doesn't know why <laughs> I actually didn't Swinward. explain this, I don't think. So, yeah. My, is it? Uh, yeah. Our, on Discord, my name is Swinword for work. I think, I don't even, I didn't think Mark knew my first name until we actually did a podcast and it showed up on here. That's he just right. called me Swinward. But um, nice. I, I used to be a high school teacher and my kids said I looked like Squidward from SpongeBob. So they said Swinward because it's my last name. So I uh, nice. turned that over, but I named this segment in honor of myself. So you know what? Great. Better Squidward than Patrick. So congrats. <laughs> That's true. That could have gone the other way for those for you. Look so. at this. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deep knowledge on, uh, on SpongeBob. That's impressive. But before we get into this, I just want to tell you both a little bit about our segment sponsor, Helium Mobile. So I don't know about you guys, but uh, you know I'm getting a little bit tired of my current cell phone carrier. I pay too much. My data slows down in crowded areas. I don't really get anything out of it besides the cell service. And you know I'm pretty sure they're selling my data to third parties. I'm getting a lot of targeted ads that are a little bit creepy. I'm a swimmer. I'm getting a lot of like goggle ads and things like that. So. Um, Helium Mobile, if you haven't heard about it, shaking up the telco industry with a next generation mobile service that benefits you. Unlike any other mobile carrier, Helium Mobile users, they can actually earn crypto tokens, other rewards right from their phone, and with its dynamic people-built Helium 5G network and nationwide coverage, Helium Mobile keeps you more connected than ever before. So like that feeling of being used by a big corp for your data, that's gone. Helium Mobile doesn't sell your data to third parties at all. Helium Mobile's launching this year with a beta program, and if you want to learn more, Mark and Jeff and any of our listeners, if you want to learn more, you want to find out more, go check out hellohelium.com. That's hellohelium.com. I am absolutely going to do that, Jacob. That. It sounds Perfect. awesome. Looking All forward right. to checking it out. Love it. All right, let's get into this. The swin word of the day. This is where we find a Gen Z term, and then I quiz Mark and our guest on if they can define this term. Oh, oh, so, oh, yes, let me yes. just so I know. Uh, and Jeff, don't share anything if you don't want to for private reasons. But do you have okay, kids, Jeff? I have you, four you have kids. kids. Yes. Oh man, I'm about to have four. By the way, you're gonna have to tell me how that goes because it's 
feels good. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, I'll, I'll leave you in your moment of happiness to enjoy it. I have four great kids, but there's a reason I've lost a lot of hair. <laughs> I mean, I oh, lost yeah. mine back in high school, so I was ready for this. I was born. Okay. Born, but okay. I trained, I trained early. Um, I was gonna, so you've got four kids. You've got to have at least one or two Gen Zers. Maybe? No. I, don't know. I would Where's for sure, yeah. These days? Yeah, my, my kids are born in the, the 90s. Okay. So he might have an advantage is what I'm saying here. He might. So he might. He, he might know. We'll see. Well, I need the advantage because I'm not technical, right? So if this is a technical thing, I'm screwed. But I'm going to do my best here. This is the least this technical is, uh, part of any it's tech like, podcast. I think it's, it's, more, it's more cultural than technical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Please, please be a question about Zork. Are you can hit me with a question about Zork or something. I, I'm going to win. <laughs> this one, it's a phrase. It's two words. It's okay bet. Okay bet. So like... And you have to try and define it. You have to guess. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what it is either, by the way. Okay bet. So, all right. So like... Can you use it in a sentence? Yes. I come up to Mark. Mark, we're going to start a podcast for Nova Labs, and I want you to be on it. Mark says, okay bet. So what... Say, but people don't say that. They type it or something or text. No, people say like, no, it, it says, too. Okay, in person, it's, like someone says that, that's ridiculous. I've I've had, well, I've only heard I've only heard this come from one person, but the same intern I mentioned said it on calls multiple times to me. Okay, bet. I mean, I like to like bet, like B E T. B E T. Yeah, B E T. Okay, bet. Uh, I guess we need to guess at this. It yes. Means I don't know. I'm thinking this is how I lost money at the last trade show in Vegas, but I, I'm uh, I'm thinking here. I haven't come up with it yet. I mean, it can't be as obvious as like sounds good, right? That's not that's not okay. Bet. Uh, I mean, it's it's you're on the right track, kind of a little bit. Okay, bet. Mm, I'm going with uh, uh, oh, let's go or. Um, Math, like, L- yeah. like LFG. Some, some derivation of sound. Yeah. Some, some, some I, I'm used to, I taught students for a while, and I got rafflecopter. I don't know how many times. It took me a while to figure out <laughs> what the heck a rafflecopter was. I thought it was some sort of helicopter. It was not. I, it's not, I was a high school teacher not. for a while. I never heard that one. But, um, right, yeah, was, Mark, was you me. were pretty close. It basically means, like, we're, it's, all right, so from Urban Dictionary, which is my main um, source of truth for these types of things, it's, the authority, for sure. Yes. It means they're excited, they agree, they're ready to do what you're going to do, and it's used mostly by people who are very confident in themselves. So, so it doesn't even stand for anything? There's no logic to this. Yeah, what's no, no. What I'm imploding. I, I, <laughs> I don't like this one. I mean, I, look, I was very confused the first 20 times I heard this, and I'm still kind of confused. But, yeah, I would ask this intern, like, hey, can you write this something? You know, write this document for me. She'd say, okay, bet. And I was like, what? All no. right. Unacceptable. I, n- but, nowhere nearly as good as last week's word. Ch- chugi? What do you, chugi what do you mean? Great. That's It's being no. used all the time. No. No one uses no? okay, bet. Unhappy? I'm, I'm I, people use it, I promise. No, not in this house. Well, your kids are. Not over here. See, what, what I need you guys to do, you got to come into my world of being a founder and uh, you're 16 hours a day working and you have no time to learn this. And when you do learn it, you can't remember it because there's something else you got to solve. So, you got to spend more time on Twitter, remembering. Jeff. Yeah. That's where you learn this kind of stuff, on Twitter. Oh, Twitter. I learn a lot on Twitter. Okay. We won't <laughs> yes, have that discussion you want today. To or not. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. All right. 
the train has left the tracks, I think, for this podcast. So Awesome. It was yeah. great. I love the questions. This is fun, yeah. guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. And, you know, we're super excited to keep working with River City and see what else you guys have going on. There'll be more to come for yeah. sure. Looking forward to it. Thanks for, awesome. for getting out there. And All right. Bye, Thanks, Jacob and Mark. Been my pleasure.